peeps, Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, are you guys all geared up? Are you all ready to go to camp? Because the girls are going to camp. Season 4, Episode 3, Going to Camp. The episode aired on April 29th, 1988. Punky, Cherry, and Margo, of course, go to Camp Kookalooki. Oh, it's going to be a fun, fun time. Possible, possible kisses, maybe, I can't remember. Boy, girls, Cherry and Margo, especially boy crazy girls. Punky is a little on the, uh, mm, she's not all the way there yet. She's not all the way there yet, but maybe, maybe a special boy just might change her mind. Make her come around. And let's not forget about Betty, who can't let go of Cherry, can't let her go to camp for a week and without showing up and surprising her and everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me just say, these girls had a blast at camp compared to what my fifth grade camp week-long experience was. Mine wasn't great, now, but I'll get into that later. This episode, alongside David Duclin, was also Deborah Sira helped write this episode. She's written episodes for Season 3, Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, Open Door Broken Heart 1 and 2, Metamorphosis, So Long Studio, and then in Season 4, she's got a long list. She wrote Crushed, Going to Camp, Christmas Hero, Ouch, Bad Dog, Vice Versa, Wimped Out, and The Dilemma. So, alright guys, let's jump right into this episode. You know, it's holiday weekend, we're all gonna go to camp with Punky, Cherry, and Marco. Let's get at it. Alright, so we open up in the living room. The girls are packing for camp. And already, Betty is a blubbering mess. She's like, no, please, Cherry, don't go. Think about this. It's like, it's camp. It's a ritual, I guess, for kids to go to camp. <laughs> Cherry's like, Grandma, I'm going. It's been decided. And Cherry, uh, Betty's like, oh, but you're just a child. It's a camp for children. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I'm going to play this clip. Oh, Betty. Come on now. You got to be strong. Please, Cherry, don't do this. <laughs> At least think about it some more. I made up my mind, Grandma. I'm going. But you're just a child. That's why she wants to go to camp. <laughs> well, leave room in there for my heart. Sorry, there's hardly enough room for my socks. Don't worry, Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> Cherry and I will only be at Camp Kukaluki for one short week. This thing won't close. Seven days and seven lonely nights without my little baby. Cherry's having trouble closing her suitcase. She's got so much stuff in there. Betty kind of sits on her suitcase, so that way I guess it helps close it. 
so she's able to zip it up no problem so that's what's going on with cherry and betty the phone rings guess who it is it's henry he's apologizing because he's got to work and he can't see punky off to camp it's uh, it's only for one week seven nights or what is it seven days six nights six whatever yeah it's a week it's not a big deal i mean not to mention betty you are working all the time come on you hardly see cherry as it is it seems like so, Betty goes to the kitchen to get the cookies out of the oven. She makes a joke about how I'll take the cookies out and put my head in. Oh, come on, Betty. Come on. Quinn, if you're chewing on wires, I'm going to not be happy. So, Punky calls to Brandon, and of course, I think he thinks he's going to camp because he's all ready to go. I'm ready. Like, you can't go, buddy. Nope. He comes out like with a hat on and a little mini du mini duffel bag. This is spelled in uh, multicolors. It spells his name. And of course, Punky's like Brandon. You can't go. There's gonna be fleas there as big as you are, and they will beat you at arm wrestling. Of course, Brandon takes off for the bedroom. I'm like, okay, I'm not going then. There's a knock at the door, and it's a boy whose last name is Granoli. Sounds like granola. Um, who's got it out for Cherry. He's into her. She, of course, is not into him. In fact, he must really disgust her because he comes with a huge thing of flowers for her. And Punky's like, hey, Granoli, where'd you get those flowers? He's, he's just got eyes for Cherry. He's not even, he doesn't even know that Punky's there. And she repeats, where did you get those flowers? Because they're fake. They're not real. Uh, he got them from the cemetery. Ugh. Those people put those down for their loved ones. Guy. Uh, but this guy is in love, love, love. Head over heels in love with Cherry. Oh, so we're going to be seeing this guy probably pop up at camp. But he's like, oh, promise me you won't fall in love with any boys at camp. And, of course, the idea of boys, like, wait, wait a minute, Betty's coming out, like, what's going on, boys? I did not know there were going to be boys at this camp. Punky's like, don't worry, Mrs. Johnson, these boys are at a different camp clear across the lake. And Betty's like, well, it better be one of the Great Lakes. Well, Chicago does uh, kind of border around uh, Lake Michigan, I believe, so... So I'm going to play this clip of the Granoli kid who just, you can hear in his voice, all these pet names, flower names he has for Cherry. Oh, this boy reeks of desperation. Please, Daisy, my dreams don't go away. 
How would you like me to play She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not with your ears? Just promise me you won't talk to any boys while you're at camp. Boys? You never told me there were boys. Come on, Grandma. The boys' camp is way across the lake. Better be one of the great lakes. Please don't go away, my darling daffodil. Please. <laughs> So Betty comes out with a big Ziploc bag full of these really delicious looking cookies. They almost look like those big, like, spice cookies. And she's like, oh, Cherry, I miss you so bad. And Cherry's like, Grandma, I haven't even left yet. I'm not even in the car. I'm actually, we're looking at each other right now. I mean, yeah, this is probably the first time that Cherry's, like, been away for any real length of time. And a week, yeah. So Betty says, you know, I'm going to miss you. This is like the first time that we've ever been apart since you were born. I thought she came to live with, Cherry came to live with her when her parents passed. So has she been living with Cherry's parents when she was born? I'm, I'm confused. But anyway, they hug. It's all good. So Betty, or, sorry guys. Cherry takes a bite of one of these cookies, and the cookie is, like, shaped like a heart, and it's the size of her hand. She bites into the cookie, and it, there's paper inside of it. It's a picture of Betty. Ugh, don't bake stuff inside of cookies. What kind of cookies are those? Could those be, like, maybe peanut butter or spice cookies? It looks like there's could be, like, filling inside of it. Can you imagine a peanut butter cookie with chocolate filling? That sounds so good. All right, so now we get to camp. We get a really nice um, sh uh, shot of the lake here. Basically, it's just stock footage. Um, Punky and Cherry are staying in cabin 12. All right, I kind of want to play this clip of the girls kind of getting set up for camp. They're getting all settled into their cabin.
So, who do the girls spy there but Betty? She's kind of cleaning up the ca the cabin area, and we see her right after Cherry's like, oh, it smells just like home. And it's like, and they get Betty out of there. It's like, please leave before someone sees you. I don't know why you're here. You wouldn't be allowed here. They're, just please leave. Please just go. Let them have a good time. They can't have a good time if there's an adult around. So outside of the cabin, we hear what is helicopter blades whirling, like, huh, wonder what that's about. Is that a helicopter? Yeah, it says Kramer Wood. Margo sure knows how to make an entrance. Yeah, I guess her mother was using the Learjet. dropped off by helicopter and she comes into the cabin looks around thinks <laughs> this is the maid's quarters right this is not where i'm staying and punky and cherry are like yeah this is our cabin margo runs out starts screaming dad dad come back take me home <laughs> oh my goodness margo and she's dressed in like a business suit, blazer type thing. Like, of course, typical Margot. The girls actually, I noticed, have the Camp Kuka Luki shirts with their names kind of printed on um, in the right-hand corner. It's really cool. So Margot is not a fan of uh, group showers, as she says. And she's like, I gotta find a hot tub. I gotta soak my body. And we get a... Another camper, since there's four bunks there, you got to have another body. So this girl named Marcy shows up, and right away, she takes a disliking to Margo, kicking her bag like, all right. And this girl is pretty much giving orders, all right, I get the top bunk. She kicks Margo's bag out of her way, like, get this piece of garbage out of my way, thank you much. And Punky and Cherry are like, hey, or Punky pretty much does the interjunction introductions she's like 
I'm Punky, this is Margo, that's Cherry over there. Margo, of course, takes an immediate disliking to Marcy, because why not? Margo's just Margo, and she's like, what's so great about the top bunk? And apparently the top bunk, you can see Camp Scratch and Itch, or Itch and Scratch, or whatever, where the boys are, hang are staying at. Of course, the girls, all but Punky, are all, like, boy crazy. Like, oh, my God, boys, yes, oh! And Punky's like, come on, guys, we didn't come here to just Google Oogle at boys. We can do that at home. Like, we're here to camp stuff. All right, so let's take a look at this girl. Tanya Fenmore plays Marcy. I'm just kind of curious what stuff she's been in. She was in the Torkelsons? Okay, that'll be interesting when I, uh cover that episode. She was in seven episodes of the show Life Goes On from that aired from 89 to 91. She played Maxie. She was in, she played Meryl in My Two Dads. Uh, let's see. Oh, she was in The Wonder Years? Hold on. Let me check this out. It says First Girl. I don't know what. Oh, in The Walkout. Oh, okay. I get it. She was also in Who's the Boss? She played a girl named... Oh, that'll be interesting. Once I, uh, I'd like to get to Who's the Boss down the road. Uh, she was in just this episode of Punky Brewster. No other ones. She... What's this? Summer Playhouse. CBS. Weird. Uh, she was in Mama's Family. She played little Eunice Harper. She was in, in Family Ties, Twilight Zone, the movie, blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much it. Sorry I bored you. So I forgot to say that Marcy's got binoculars around her neck. And Margo's like, oh my god, there's boys here, here. Let me uh, strangle you while I look through your binoculars. So it looks like uh, Margo's traded in her blazer for a Camp Kukaluki shirt. And Punky and Cherry have got the... This really long, inflatable turtle raft. Cool. Punky's dressed like a Native American with the beaded outfit. It's really nice. And the way she's got her hair done, it's really cool. Oh, her hair is braided. I like that. I don't think I've ever seen her hair braided like that. I think it's like a French braid, which is just right down the center of her back. Okay, I think these girls are having enough of uh, Margot's complaining. There's no polo field. There's no tennis courts. There's no blah, blah, blah. Just call your dad and have him pick you up. All right, sweetie? Because girls are all, they're sick. They're tired. Like, Margot, stop it. So in the cabin, it looks like they've moved, like, a little bureau thing that they can use to, like, play cards on because they've also got... Uh, Chairs set up, too. So that's pretty cool. The girls have been playing cards as Punky and Margo both sit down. It's almost like they were playing cards. They got up and decided to do something. So it's like they're just picking up where they left off. Oh, poor Cherry's not feeling too hot. She, uh, whatever they had for lunch, which was cream chip beef on toast. Uh, I've never had. I've never had cream chipped beef. So, Marcy's like, oh, you didn't actually eat that, did you? And Sherry's like, yeah, I did. My stomach's killing me. And out of nowhere, this Pepto-Bismol shows up. So, Betty's still hanging around. Oh, my goodness. And Sherry kind of looks over, sees the Pepto-Bismol, and is like, Grandma, go home! 
Because Betty's dressed in army fatigues to blend in with the trees and stuff. She's even got, like, tree, like, leaves and branches, like, on top of her hat there, too. So the girls all kind of giggle at this, and Cherry kind of explains, like, sorry, guys, she's not ever been alone before, so she doesn't know. She's not handling this well, basically. So it's Camp Scratch and Itchy. Okay, that's the name of the camp, as Marcy's like. Well... Punky hears this n noise, like tom-toms or whatever. I'm like, oh, it's time for a rain dance lesson. And Marcy actually confirms, no, it's actually a signal from the boys at the camp Scratch and Itchy. They want a rendezvous tonight. Meet up, basically. Okay, it's a Operation T-shirt something. Like, they leave their T-shirts and the boys take them and the girls take the boys' T-shirts or something. Um, I want to play this clip. Marcy will explain it a lot better than I will. Because, okay, this is going to be something. Like, she's been to this camp before, so she knows how this all goes down. Because she's so far, or unless she's got an older sister that's been to this camp, and this is just how things go. Because she's very familiar in the vernacular. Marcy says, after lights out, the boys sneak across the lake to the camp. They raid the cabin. They, what else should they do? Apparently, this is tradition. Okay, so the girl's got to have an older sister or something that's done this before. Because she knows all about it. And the boys come over, take the shirt of the girl they want to get to know. Uh... Okay, if the girls aren't wearing the shirt, how are they going to know which shirt goes to which girl? I don't know. And then they agree to meet at the Kissing Rock. And, 
like I said, the two that are boy crazy are Cherry and Margot. They're like crazy Gaga and love for boys. And Punky is kind of like, I think he's feeling left out. It's like, you know what? We didn't come to Kiam to go look at boys and see boys and talk to boys and kiss boys. And Marcy is kind of, like, bagging on Punky. Like, I bet you've never even kissed a boy. And Punky is like, you know, this is really none of your business whether I have or haven't. And Marcy's like, hey, I'm going to go check out the kissing rock you girls want to come with. And Cherry and Margo, of course, yeah, they're like, they're down for it. Like, let's go. Check this out. And Punky's like, well, wait a minute. The canoe race is starting in, like, five minutes. And... Cherry and Margo are like, oh, here you go. Here are our oars. Good luck in the race. We're going with Marcy. So now Punky's feeling a little left out. It's like, it's like um, Cherry and Margo have hit puberty early and Punky's kind of being left behind. Like, the love bug hasn't bitten her yet. All right, it's dark, it's going on lights out, girls are coming back from taking a shower, they're all ready to go to Betty Bye, and one of them's like, hey, you see the boys? And Marcy's like, oh, not yet, let's get into our bunks, let's pretend we're asleep, the boys are gonna come. Okay, this whole thing with Cherry crossing her eyes whenever she says romantic is kind of getting old. I mean, I remember back when she'd do something like that in season one, and you hear this weird sound effect. They don't do that anymore, thank goodness, but it's still like, oh my goodness, Cherry, please. You know, she's like, Punky, you really should have come with us to see this kissing rock. Punky didn't want to do that. So Cherry's like, well, what did you do this afternoon? And Punky's like, well, I went canoeing, I went fishing, I went hiking. She did it all. It's like, I came here to camp to have a good time and, like, get outdoors and do stuff. I mean, that camp is only, what, five days long? Six, seven days long? You gotta pack all that stuff in. And Cherry's like, I don't think you're taking advantage of camp. She's taking full advantage. You girls are all, I don't know, look at boys. Like, but you're not getting what your family paid for for you to get. You can look at boys at home. Punky's right. You can look at boys at home. This is about... Taking advantage of doing things you couldn't do otherwise. Like canoeing. And, and I mean, you probably could fish, uh, you know, in Chicago. But this is a camp experience. You know, you gotta soak it up. So Marcy is like, oh my god, I see the boys are right outside. It's dark out and you're looking through binoculars. I don't know what you're gonna see, but whatever. So the girls take the t-shirts out and put them where the boys can find them. So, camp counselor calls over the intercom speaker in the girls' cabin and says, All right, lights out. And, of course, we got to hear Betty like, Oh, night-night, girl. Night-night, Cherry. Like, uh, please. So, these boys come in with, like, bandanas around their faces so you can't really see. And they sound like 15-year-old boys. Oh, my God. They do not sound like 11, 12-year-old boys. This is kind of scary. So this is just a loud screaming fit of the girls that are actually awake as the boys are, like, tearing the clothes from... What in the world? I guess because they're leaving their yellow shirts and taking the girls' blue ones. Yeah, this place is wrecked. It's ransacked. Clothes are strewn all over the floor. What in the world? That guy's got a full, like, red, like, hat pulled way all over his face. You can't even see. Oh, my God. 
One of these boys even has a broken arm. And he's running around like it's not even really broken. Like, kid, you've not had a broken arm. You don't know how to act with a broken arm. All right, so they check the t-shirts. Margo got Harold Winston the third, Probably some rich kid. Marcy got Billy. Cherry got uh, one with a question mark. So Marcy's like, all right, girls, let's get down to the kissing rock. And they take their nightgowns off, which they got their regular clothes on. And Punky's like, you had your clothes on the whole time? Oh, my goodness. So Cherry's like, hey, aren't you coming with us, Punky? And Punky's like, nope. And I'm going to go catch some more nightcrawlers. So Margot meets up with her guy, and he's the one with the broken arm, and he's got a sailor's cap on. Like, so it looks like someone that, dressed like someone that would own, like, a yacht. And Margot's like, hey, are you enjoying camp? Clearly he's not. He's got bandages on both his knees. His arm is broken. His other arm's got a band-aid. He's not really equipped for camp, apparently. That kid is dressed head to toe in... Band-Aids. Oh my goodness. You know, I want to play their clip. I think this is kind of cute. I hope you didn't mind my screaming when you burst into our humble cabin. <laughs> oh, not at all. Um, it struck me that you screamed with a great deal of dignity. I was hoping you'd catch me when I fainted. I did. In spirit. <laughs> so... Are you enjoying camp? What do you think? I know, it's torture. The girls in my cabin don't have the net worth of Mother Teresa. Yeah, the boys in my cabin suggested that prep school was for nerds. Pity them. Well, we're supposed to kiss. I know. But I chipped my tooth. And I'm getting a cold sore. What do you say we rendezvous next summer at uh, Newport or the Cape? Perfect. We'll kiss then. Superb. Smashing. Shall we go? So apparently they're supposed to kiss Margot and this Winston the Third dude, and. Of course, he's got a chipped tooth. She's like, oh, I feel a cold sore coming on. So they decide, like, you know what? We can meet up at a different camp next summer. We can kiss then. Now we get Cherry and her mystery guy. She's got flowers in her hair. She's waiting for him by the kissing rock. just realized something. The guy who plays Granoli, 
It's played by Sean Harrison. You all might know this guy from Family Matters. He played Waldo. Oh, my goodness. And the fact that Cherry Johnson plays Maxine, I believe her name is, in Family Matters, who has a relationship with Waldo. But, of course, in this episode of Punky Brewster, he's granoli, and he's all, like, telling Cherry to kiss him. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, not until you say something romantic. And, of course, he's spouting off about cherry blossoms and everything like that. And she rips, because his face was covered by one of those pull-down hats that have just the eye holes and the mouth hole. And she rips the mask off his head. Finds out it's him. He's like, I'm not kissing you. Get out of here. He leaves. And, of course, Betty is chasing after him. Now we get Punky, who's looking for night crawlers. And she's by the kissing rock but doesn't know it right away. And she meets a nice young man who is also looking for night crawlers. So I was just looking at the IMDb for the guy who plays... What's his name? His name is Dylan Kussman, and he plays Harold Winston, Harold, okay, Harold Winston III. Like, I thought maybe I recognize him from something, and I do, actually. Recognize him from the movie, where is it? Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, that came out in 1991. It was a Disney film about a, based on a, real-life story about a girl who was a horse diver and then she went blind. Uh, this kid played Clifford Henderson, who had eyes for Sonora, but she was more in love with the other person. Um, he was also in, he played an episode of, oh, he played in the episode of the last season of Silver Spoons, which I'll be covering that podcast in September. Um, he was only in one episode of Punky Brewster, which was this one, Married with Children. He was in Dead Poets Society, the movie. He was in Life Goes On. Uh, let's see. Anything I actually would recognize him from? I don't. I think he's still. He was in One Tree Hill? What did he play? He was in season. Oh. Well, he was an attorney in season eight. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but, 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 but. Oh, he's still working. Uh, the last movie he made was in 2017, The Mummy. He played Writer Tech. So, a nameless character. Alright. I thought there there's a kid in here named Billy. I'm just kind of curious who, what he's, uh, stupid thing. Hold on. Well, uh, before we get to Punky... Marcy's got her shot up to bat now, and she's with a boy named Billy, who apparently knows that Marcy supposedly has a reputation, but we learn Marcy's all talk. She's never kissed a boy before. And Punky's kind of hiding around the corner. She was just looking for nightcrawlers, and she realizes that Marcy is just a big talker when it comes to love and kissing boys and everything as this boy is trying to make the moves on her and she is really nervous and inexperienced. Apparently he hears that she really likes to kiss and she's like, oh, don't believe everything you hear. This guy is really, really aggressive. He really wants to get with her and she's kind of nervously backing away like, hey, what's the rush? Don't... 
That guy worries me. He looks like he's going to be one of those who's going to pressure a girl into sleeping with him. He's going to knock her up and leave her. Oh, my goodness. She's like, no, no, I don't want to kiss you. Go away. And she runs off. And he's like, ah, I'll talk. No action. Guy, you're going to find yourself in a heck of a predicament down the road. All right. Here's Punky's scene with a boy named Jimmy. I think he might have been in the cabin, but we only saw, like, the top of his head. And I don't think he left a shirt. Hi, my name's Jimmy. Hi, I'm Punky. Are you looking for worms, too? Yeah. There's some great fishing in that lake. I know. One night, I caught enough trout to feed my whole cabin. Did you make that lanyard? Yeah. It's really neat. Isn't it a double knot Indian loop? Mm, that's right. Not many people would know that. Yeah. Well, I'm a camp gal. Here. It's yours. Thanks. Uh, do, you, do you really like fishing? I love it. Me too. Girls in my cabin don't like to fish. All they want to do is talk about boys. What boys in my cabin want to do is talk about girls. Stupid. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So, Punky's really impressed with the lanyard that he's wearing. Like, oh, did you make this? He's like, yeah, I did. And, um, she's like, you know, all the girls in my cabin, they talk about boys and kissing and everything. And, um, Jimmy's like, yeah, all the girl, all the boys in my cabin talk about girls and stuff like that. They're both, he is awkwardly shy. He's, like, really nervous. It's so cute. I, see, this is what I like. I like this. And, um, <laughs> he ends up kissing her on the cheek. And he zips off. And it's just so cute. She kind of is surprised. She puts her hand to her cheek. Like, oh my gosh, you kissed me. Oh boy, you kissed me. And um, I was looking at the IMDb. And this guy actually is in an episode of Full House that I'm familiar with. He was in a season four episode called... Was it season four? I think it was. It was called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And I'm like... He played a boy named Brian. I'm like, okay, yeah. He filled out a little more in the face, but. So the girls are back at the cabin, and of course, Mar Marcy is spouting off, I made out with that guy. <laughs> it was so good. Like, uh, whatever, girl. Cherry, of course, is complaining about Granoli showing up and everything and not being the guy that she wanted to show up. So, Margo is not impressed with Harold Winston III. He's awkward and geeky and accident-prone, and something about his net worth isn't very well, good. Oh, she says if his finances check out, they might go steady. Okay. So, Marcy's like, oh, too bad you guys lucked out, because Billy is a dream. And uh, this is right when Punky comes in. I Is she going to say anything? 
I don't know. So they ask, like, oh, did you kiss him? And she's like, yeah, Billy and I almost set the woods on fire. Sure you did, girl. Sure you did. Oh, I forgot to mention, Punky's wearing Jimmy's lanyard. Aww. So Marcy and Margo and Cherry all head out. And before Marcy leaves, she looks back at Punky like, oh, too bad you missed out, Punky. And Punky just smiling to herself like, yeah, too bad. And she kisses that lanyard, her skate key. Aww. And that is the end of the episode. It was a good episode. Um, talk real quick about my camp memories. They weren't great. I remember on the bus ride up, there was, we had, you know, it was hot out. We had our windows down and there was a bee hovering around the window of the seat that I was in and I was freaking out. And this, one of the teachers was like, it's just a bee, okay? I'm thinking, um, bees sting, okay? I don't want to get stung. And it's just, it was a horrid experience. I cried the first night. I called my grandma to come and get me. Kids were jerks, especially when I had to be with somebody and the canoe thing. She kept bossing me around, like, you're not doing it fast enough, blah, 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 blah. Like, shut up. And the arts and crafts, someone actually had the nerves like, oh, you should do this instead. Like, who are you giving orders to? Oh, my God. And, yeah, and we were, like, walking along this little um bridge thing that was just above the water. And I slipped and my foot kind of went into the water. So my whole foot was soaked. Ugh. I was, it was only a week camp. Luckily, I just... I was able to get home and just, like, back to normal. Ugh, did not like it. Oh, yeah, and we had to put on this this skit. We were, like, divided into groups. We had to put on this dumb skit, and I just was so uncomfortable and awkward. And uh, Something about a piece of gum and people chewing a piece of gum. Something about a dog peeing on it or something. Um, this episode, I am going to rate it a... Let's see. I'm going to go with 3 out of 5. I'm going to say I liked Punky getting her first kiss. And the boy Jimmy was so sweet. Even though Granoli was annoying. He was like, eh, he was weird. Weird. Adorably weird. Um, And... I kind of liked that Harold guy. I liked that he was kind of like Margo, as in they really didn't fit in, in cam- at camp and everything like that. I did not like Billy. I did not like Marcy. Billy was very offensive and pushy. Like I said, he's going to cause some girl a lot of problems, and he's probably going to wind up in jail. Um, I did not like Marcy. I thought she was just too showy. She... But we realize that she's never been kissed before. She's all talk, no no action and everything, basically. Um, Punky's principles, just have a good time at camp. Keep an open mind. Just get involved in everything. You know, try to make friends and everything like that. But don't go with the crowd just because you feel you have to. Um, let's give a warm welcome to some Punky Power listeners for the week. All right, we have Fredericton, Canada, Mountain View, California, Centerville, Maryland, Calera, Alabama, Temecula, California, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania, 
Eatontown, New Jersey, Paris, France, Leander, Texas, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and Santa Clara, California. All right, let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week. Season 4, Episode 4, Poor Margot, which aired on May 2nd, 1988, will be on Sunday. Margot believes that Cherry and Punky won't want to be friends with her anymore because her family has gone bankrupt. Season 4, Episode 5, Brandon's Commercial, aired May 8th, 1988. That'll be Tuesday. Brandy... Punky pushes Brandon into doing a television commercial for dog food. Well, just like any other child actor's parent, I guess. Season 4, Episode 6, Passed Away at Punky's Place, May 4th, 1988. It's when this aired. Punky and Cherry believe that a man has died at Punky's Place. When a newspaper's restaurant critic eats there, they fear that this will hurt the restaurant's reputation. All right, everyone, have a great holiday weekend, and I'll be back Sunday.